Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to share with you a prophetic word real quick. I was in the office and I actually had to write it down again uh, because I thought God wanted me to save it for later. Uh, but when he told me when I came in the sanctuary, I really felt like I needed to share it. So there are going to be three things or the, three areas that, w- that you need to move or that will move or that will happen when you are moving to a new level. Come on, somebody say a new level. I don't know if, you re- if you've realized it, but, but the church is already, this, this church is already shifted. Not only right way, I believe the church, the global church has already shifted to another level. And, 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 and we need to make sure that as a church we're sensitive so that we're moving with the shift and we're not trying to catch up to a shift. But the church, we're moving as God is moving. He, he is still, he is still uh, uh, that pillar of cloud and that fire by night, but he's in us now as Holy Spirit and we need to be moving as the Spirit is leading us. And so there are going to be three areas that will move or happen when uh, you are moving or when you have moved to the next level. Three areas. There's going to be breaking, there's going to be bearing, Barriers and there's going to be blessings. There's going to be breaking, there's going to be barriers, and there's going to be blessings. Come on, say breaking, barriers, blessings. Now, you, you got to get this. You got to go back and work on it because I don't want to hear any of Right Way members uh, talking about win, Lord, and all this other type of stuff. Because if you listen to the pastor that God has given you, you never have to ask when. You'll always keep Thanksgiving on your mouth. Amen. And so they're going to be, come on, say breakings barriers and blessings now now get ready for this because it's already happening and you think something wrong nothing is wrong the first thing you're going to have is breaking they're going to there's going to be a breaking away of people you're not going to have the same community, the same circle of people. They're going to be people that have been with you for a long time, but at this next level, they can't go with you, and you can't be upset about that. You can't be upset about that. If the relationship breaks off, if you no longer work with the person, you, you can't be upset with that because when you move to a next level, there's always breaking. There's only a certain level. When, when a rocket gets up to a certain level, the stuff that came with it in the beginning has to break off. Had to break off. Now, 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 now. Let me. I, I want to say something else. There's some of you that 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 things and people are moving, and and if you don't watch it, your heart will become tainted, and you will allow Satan to move you from a place that you were supposed to stay connected to. So make sure that you don't break away. Are you listening to me? You got to make sure you don't break away. That your heart doesn't become tainted and 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 disrupted, and because sometimes when things are move, when things have moved, you may not understand. But if you know that's where you're supposed to be connected to, come on, look at somebody and say, "You better stay connected." Now, now watch it, and and so and so, don't be disappointed of who leaves your life or 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 or, or, or what life you may have to leave. Don't be disappointed. Why? Because here's what God does. God, God, he has to make room for the right people and the right things. So there'll even be some breaking away of some things that you are accustomed to doing. You got to break away. God's going to say, I'm not doing it like this in this next season in your life. Praise the Lord. Okay, the second thing is going to be barriers. Come on, say barriers. Ba- barriers. Now, now the first, the breaking is people. The breaking is people. It's away from you. But the barrier is always in you. The barrier is always in you. So the next level requires more of you. And oftentimes the next level requires a different you than you were on the last level. And so you got to now become observant of your personal life and you got to ask yourself some questions. Am I who I need? Am I who I need to be for the place I want to be? And if you and if there's some things you recognize that you've got to change and some things that you've got to do differently, then those are barriers in your life that you've got to cross over. You got, you, got, you got to move the line. If you're going to see this next level, you got to move the line. That can be in your prayer life. That can be in your giving. That can be in your consecration. See, if, if you don't remain consecrated and you allow your secret sin to get an advantage over you, it hinders you from hearing God. It, it clouds your focus and your imagination. 
Come on, say barriers. So you got to look at yourself because you can be at a next level and not experience the next level because you got this barrier that you refuse to move out of the way so that you can have everything that you've now moved to. The next thing you is, is the thing is blessing. Everybody, everybody ready for the blessing. But 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 it's what God gives. It's when God now gives us what we need. And so a lot of times the blessing will be favor before it materializes. In other words, you'll 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 walk in it before it is actually on you physically, where you can really touch it like you need to touch it. And, and so God, when you move to the next level, you'll find yourself having more favor, right? A more, more of the spiritual thing than the material thing. And you got to learn how to get comfortable again, eating out of God's hands. When you used to be able to pay it with your hands and do it with your hands, now you learn how to eat out of God's hand all over again. Because here's the thing I learned about the second floor and the first floor. Both of them are, both of them are built the same. In other words, when you get to the second floor, a foundation has to start all over again. Amen. Amen. So it feels like you're starting over, but that's okay. It's all right if I'm starting over if I'm on another level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I speak that on your life. Just get ready. And if you will obey the prophet, you'll see, uh, hallelujah, what this next level has to do for you. All right. So let's get in the word. Pastor John ministered on last week. It was so good, man. Amen. Come on, give it up for him. He did an amazing job. And- so excited about that word. He, he was talking about us being on one accord and we're actually going to, to move uh, in that continual direction. And so, you know, our overall theme for these series of teachings is vision for moving forward. And so today's message title will be the power of our togetherness. This is going to be a two-part teaching. I'll, I'll finish it up on next week, but we're going to talk about the power of our togetherness. Come on, say the power of our togetherness. Turn to John chapter chapter 17, verse 21 through 22. Very, very powerful scripture, principle, excuse me, in the word of God about the power of our togetherness. There in John chapter 17, verse 21 through 22. Thank, thank God to the praise team and band for setting an amazing atmosphere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, verse 21 says that they uh, all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them that they may be one even as we are one and so we see this this togetherness uh, Jesus gives he uses the word one but it's this togetherness here that Jesus watch this is praying so this is actually the Lord's prayer to the Father. This is the place where we find Jesus actually praying to the Father and he prays to the Father that the Father would make us one as he and the Father are one. And so here it is. Here's my objective. The series of lesson is to bring to the forefront at this time of restructuring the powerful principle of unity and togetherness. We want Uh, to examine its meaning and its potential impact on life circumstances. Further, we will learn how to build togetherness and how to maintain it. And so my introduction is this, togetherness and being on one accord is so vital to our individual and corporate journey. Families can benefit from embracing the togetherness principle. Husband and wives can benefit from the togetherness principle. Our young people must get anchored in this and learn that we are better together. Come on, say, we're better together. Mm -hmm. And yes, the church even can benefit from learning how to think and move, confess, and believe from a disposition of togetherness. So let's define our term. Togetherness then is defined as the spiritual state of two or more spiritual alignment, spiritual agreement, or spiritual one accord working together for a common purpose. I want to read that again. It's, it is the spiritual state of two or more in spiritual alignment, spiritual agreement, on spiritual one accord working together for a common purpose. And so for today's message, I have three points that we will be looking at. Point number one, we're going to look at the blessing potential of our togetherness. The blessing potential of our togetherness. Point number two, we're going to look at the barrier to the place of our togetherness. The barrier. to That's amazing, man. Golly. 
Wow. I didn't even put that together that he took the word and gave me lined up with my points. Praise the Lord. And then, and then number two, the barrier to the place of our togetherness. And then number three, it's the breakthrough power of our togetherness. Come on, say breakthrough power. So let's go to point number one. Point number one is the blessing potential of our togetherness. The scripture carefully lays out the principle of unity togetherness, agreement, and being on one accord. The discovery of the potential blessing that arise from togetherness will birth a resolve and respect for togetherness. Come on, say a resolve and respect for togetherness. Now, the resolve to function in life at the corporate man state. That's what we're, we're calling this togetherness to be a corporate man state because when we all come together, we're actually functioning as one man. Be quiet, Siri. At the, so the resolve to function in at the corporate man state must be equally shared so the appropriate efforts and adjustments can be made to arrive and maintain the state that we've all come to. So let a, the spiritual, the scriptural benefit of the corporate together. Since our unity is so important to the plan of God, we must develop a passionate pursuit to cultivate it and protect it. Come on, say cultivate it and protect it. Husband and wives, churches, teams, businesses, uh, corporations must, must be aggressive and focused on cultivating and protecting their togetherness. One of my favorite places to, to eat at, believe it or not, out of all places, I've been, I've been to five-star dining. We, we were even taken by our apostle to a restaurant that, that they said they were seven-star, and it was impeccable. It was absolutely amazing. But one of my favorite places to go and eat at uh, is Chick-fil-A. I'm actually writing a book called The Chick-fil-A Effect. How could a restaurant, of, uh, 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 compared to most restaurants that's small, got it, when you think of Longhorns and some of our bigger food chains, when you think of our hotels, you got, you got uh, 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 the Hilton and you got the Marriott and you got these huge hotel chains that are all over the world, but all of them are copying Chick-fil-A. You say they are? Yes, they are. Because anytime you get help from any of those places, you say thank you. Their response is, that's the Chick-fil-A effect. They didn't come up with that. They barred it. They barred it. Because this company has made up their minds that they're going to cultivate and maintain a togetherness. And I've heard that if you have a hard time saying it, they don't even want you on the staff. Because you're not on board with cultivating and maintaining this togetherness. So good that people will stand in long lines. They don't even mind. Go stand in that line, go wait to get their food. You don't find that in no other place. Line too long, you go to the next place. But you see the line long at Chick-fil-A, you'll be like, that's okay, it moved fast. <laughs> Why? Because they have cultivated and they maintain this togetherness. Come on, say this togetherness. If husband and wives is single mom, listen, this principle is, is, is not biased. It's, it, it's, not, it's a law in the word of God. We know, know to be a law, to be a principle. It's a principle in the word of God that when activated by any group of people will always get huge results. Every time, Genesis 11, we're going to look at it. They're building a tower and they said, let us. They were doing it without God. What you say? Yes, they were. There are other forces out there that would get on board and help you out. They're doing it without God, but they're using his principle, faith, to get it done. They say, let us build us a tower and a city to reach unto heaven. And this they began to do. And God had to come down to see the city. That they were, listen, listen, the scripture doesn't tell us that they were wise enough to do it. Scripture don't tell us that they had engineers. The scripture don't tell us that they had architects. The scripture does not tell us that they had been there before, but they were on their way because they had togetherness. Think about it. The higher you go up, 
the less dense the air is. So you've got to build that room in a way that you can breathe. And all of this, all of this wisdom and revelation is hitting them, not because they had it, but because they had togetherness. Imagine what would happen if the church had togetherness and if we would cultivate and maintain our togetherness. And so watch this now. Uh, uh, we see at times it will require extra effort, but the joy set before us is worth us staying together. Uh, Psalms 131 is the place, the Bible says, uh, for in the place of unity. Watch this now. God has commanded the blessing. Woo! Ain't that something? So we all just get on one accord. It's going to be blessed anyway. God got to bless it. Because we're all on one accord with it. That's Psalms 130, 33 and 1. Uh, Genesis 11 and 6, we just talked about that. The accomplishment of the, co uh, of the corporate goal, they had supernatural progress. Them folks was building that city fast. We can even go over there and look at the wall that was being built by Nehemiah. He did it in 52 plus days. Watch this, all because the people had togetherness. We're talking about a wall that's wide enough for four chariots to get side by. Let's just, just think of a four-lane highway. Think of a wall thick enough that had to support all of that going, and they did all that in 52 days. Wow. You know why? Because they had togetherness. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 through 20 through 20 Jesus shows up to help and the people had supernatural presence and then in John chapter 17 verse 21 Jesus said that it would impact the world that's supernatural promotion see this togetherness thing has huge benefits and let's look at the social letter B the social benefit of the corporate together come on say the, the, the social benefits of corporate togetherness and so corporate togetherness uh, in the marriage, right, both pulling together in the same direction. Just think about that. Husband and wife teams. This togetherness is so, so powerful is that God instituted the, the vow of marriage based on the principle of togetherness, right? The twain shall be one. Now, imagine if the husband and wife team would continue in the, in the principle that brought both together. If any two shall agree, the Bible says, in touching anything, it will be done of the Father. Hallelujah. Number two is the corporate togetherness in family. All parties should be pulling together. Imagine if the children get on board with the parents and we're all pulling this house in the same direction. Then number three, the corporate, the, I'm getting tongue-tied up here today. The corporate togetherness in the church family. And we, imagine what would happen if we're all pulling together to glorify God. If Nehemiah could do it in 52 plus days, and, and if Solomon could do it, and, and, and if Noah could do it, right? Well, then we could do 2100, the same God. Same God, same God. Come on, say same God. And it's not a different God we believe in and believe in all. It's the same God. So if he did it for Nehemiah, if he did it for Moses, if he did it for Solomon, he could do it for us. But it would take our corporate togetherness. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to point number two. Let's talk about the barriers to the place of our togetherness. The barriers, because they're barriers to togetherness. Because togetherness and unity taps the supernatural power of God, the devil goes to work to undermine and destroy unity and agreement. We do well to know his strategies so we can abort his divisive plans. So the situational breakdowns of corporate togetherness, there are several biblical situations where we can see the disintegration of unity and agreement orchestrated to defeat the believer. These stories help us identify the divisive virus that destroys meaningful relationships. Look at Genesis chapter 11. I'll just quote it for the sake of time. I'm trying to get somewhere. That's when they were building the Tower of Babel. But notice now, notice now what broke up. Notice now, Andrew, what, what broke up the togetherness? What broke up the togetherness is when God came down and confused the language. What kept the, 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 the that word, the togetherness together <laughs> was that, watch this, they were all saying the same thing. Amen. Amen. They say, let us go be a us. They didn't say, let you. 
They didn't say, how are we going to do it? They said, let us build us a tower. They had the same language. They had the same speech. And the Bible says God came down to see what they were done. Isn't this amazing? Just, th just think about that for a moment. How many times have God come down to see what you've been doing? How many times has God come down to see, let me go down here and see what my church doing. But he come down to see what these wicked folk doing. And they building a tower and a city. See, we're not talking about like a little corner. They're building a tower and they're building a city. And, and watch this, the scripture says, let's go down and see what they have built which means it was already in progress and being done. Amen. So God says, this they begin to do, hear the scripture, and now, listen carefully, lean in, and now nothing they can imagine to do, they won't be able to do. He said, these folks have tapped into a powerful principle that they're so together that if they just sit around and imagine it, they'll get it done. He said, I got to confuse their language because I didn't tell them to group together to build up. I told them to go out and build. They had a different assignment. They were supposed to go out, not go up. They were supposed to repopulate the earth. But see, they were trying to be gods unto themselves. And God said, no, 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 I'll confuse their language. And through the confusion of the language, that's why you always have to be careful with businesses, churches, that you don't allow people to come in and confuse the language. We all got to be saying the same thing. Hallelujah. We all got to be saying 2100 University Boulevard. Can't let nobody come in and confuse the language. Are you listening? Now, now, now watch this, watch this. Uh, Luke chapter 11. Look at Luke chapter 11, verse 17 and 18. We want to look at that one. Luke chapter 11, verse 17 and verse 18. Luke 11, verse 17 and verse 18. Will you, will, you, will you all put that up there for me? Look what it says. But he knowing their thoughts said unto them, every, look at this, look at this, look at this, every, read with me, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and a house divided against a house falleth. Look at the next verse. Watch this now. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. Now, this is what Jesus said. He's replying back to them because he cast out a demon and they tried to call him a devil. And, and, and Jesus replies like this. He, I'm going to paraphrase it. He said, at no time will you ever see Satan divided against himself. That's what he just said right there. You say, yes, he did. He says, because you say, I can't, he says, Satan, if Satan also be the divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? He says, so if I, was, if I was the devil, why would I cast out another devil? I would be destroying my own kingdom. And so in essence, Jesus is saying, you will never find a time where Satan fights against himself. But he also says something else. He say, if you're not careful, we'll fight against ourselves. And if we fight against ourselves, a kingdom divided won't stand. And we'll fight against each other over little issues. Isn't it amazing? You talk to people, you talk to people, and the first thing they want to know, what denomination are you? You know what I call that? They looking for a fight. Because should it matter? I was having a beautiful conversation with a gentleman uh, 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 Pastor Jim and I, we were on vacation and the guy decided to come over and he talking to us. Beautiful conversation. I mean, we just, Jesus all up in it. Beautiful conversation, you know. And then he, he asked me this question. Well, what do, what do you think about uh, uh, Church of the Latter-day Saints? He caught me off guard and I messed around and fell into that conversation. And I said to myself when I walked away, I said, man, we was having a conversation about Jesus. And people being saved and raising our kids and getting to knowing each other, that togetherness, why you had to bring that divisive question in of whether or not I believe in the church of Latter-day Saints and stuff like that. So people walk up to you, they talk to you, and they say, what church you go to? They really ask them what religion you are. Does it matter? A kingdom divided, the Bible say, won't stand. Are y'all listening? Listen, and a house divided, the Bible says, it's going to fall. 
So husband and wives, we, we got to get together and we got to be talking and we got to figure out, you know what I'm saying, what are the runs of this house because we got to be together. And when we get together, the Bible says God has commanded the blessing on togetherness. It ain't hard, precious. We try to make this thing so hard. It ain't hard. Now watch this. Let's, 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 let's move a little further. Okay, good, good, good time, good time, good time. Now, um, turn to Judges. We're going to look at Judges chapter 7. Because we, 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 we're talking about uh, uh, the barriers to the place of our togetherness. When we look at this story of Gideon, Gideon moved forward with those who were in agreement with him. And then the story of David's men, David moved forward also with his men who were in agreement with him. Let me say something real quick to my business people. You need, you need to be around and with people as you're moving your business with people that are in agreement with you. Let, let me say something to, to my team leaders and team coordinators. You need, you need to have people and, in your department who are for moving together with the department. Because a house divided, let me, let me break it down a little further, a ministry department divided will cause the house to fall. Are you listening to me? Now, now let's look at this story uh, in Judges. Let's look at this story in Judges. Judges chapter 7, we'll look at verse 3. You know, this is Gideon. You know, the Midianites are being, you know, they're, they're at war. He's hiding wheat behind the wine press. And then at verse 3, now therefore go to proclaim uh, in the ears of the people saying, whosoever is fearful and afraid. So, you know, God has called him a mighty. Let me bring you up the part. God has called him a mighty man of valor. He's telling Gideon, you're the one that's going to rescue and save uh, my people. And Gideon then tells him, I'm the least of all of them, you know, my tribe, and the least of all of my family. And, and then God tells him, God calls him a mighty man of valor. And he say, well, now uh, the way you're going to defeat them is that you've got to get this togetherness principle working in order to win this victory. And so he says, uh, whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart. So Gideon comes back and Gideon got 30,000 men. He ready to go because he think it's about numbers, but it's not about numbers. It's about togetherness. Whew, boy, y'all. It ain't about numbers. It's about togetherness. So you can have numbers and not have togetherness. So Gideon figured, you know, I need, I need, I need about 30,000 men in order to win. And, 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 and God say, nah, let, 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 I, here's the first thing I want you to do. I, I want you to go and talk to them because you, you brought them together, but, but have this conversation. Any of them that are fearful and afraid, he said, go ahead and tell them to bail out now. And so he said that, and there returned of the people 20 and 2,000, and there remained how many? 10,000. So we, not, we already got breakdown, right? In other words, we're getting down to the number of togetherness. Amen. Amen. Pay close attention. Next verse, he says, and the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. He said, you still got too many. Bring them down to the water and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee. The same shall go with thee. And, and whomsoever I will say unto thee, this shall not go with thee. The same shall not go. So he brought them down. He brought the people down into the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, everyone, just watch their actions. You'll know who really with you. All you got to do is look at how they act. Sometimes I, I, I listen to what they say. When they say stuff like, what you need done, pastor, that's togetherness. Pastor, you got anybody? That ain't togetherness. What you mean I got anybody? You here with me. What you mean you got anybody? You going to call somebody? You going to call Tyrone? I mean, what you, what you asking that for? <laughs> Look what he says. He said, their body language is going to tell you if they're ready. The ones that lap the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. He said, but the ones that bow up down upon his knees to drink, get my next verse for me, watch this. And the number of them lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were how many? 300 men. He say, so, so the ones that's laughing like, no, you don't need, because he say, they not paying any attention. You got to watch the ones that's drinking and watching. 
That's a form of watching in prayer. Look at the ones that's going to watch and pray. The ones that's lapping like a dog, see, they ain't got their eyes on you. They're just concerned about themselves. He said, now that number came all the way down. You got 300. But all of the rest that bowed down with their knees to drink, he said, you let them go. And the Lord said unto Gideon, by the 300 men thou, that lap will, I say, I'm sorry, the ones that lap, the ones that kept, and deliver the Midianites into thy hand and let all the other people go every man unto his place. Tell the rest of them, go home. So he went from 30,000 men to how many? 300 is all God needed for togetherness. Now imagine if he had took the 30,000 and not consulted with God and had with him men who were fearful and afraid. Now some of y'all don't know this, but in the military we have what's called friendly fire. Right? And you have casualties in the military that are caused by people you took with you but were too afraid and didn't say it. And so when they went to shooting, they just went to shooting everything, even those that were with them. They hear one shot, you standing beside them. Ah! So the enemy didn't even have to fight. Because you had folks with you that you shouldn't have took in the first place. I hate to say it like this, but all y'all ain't going to 2100. You ain't together. I love you. I'll see you on the other side later. But everybody don't go with you. Watch this. Satanic barriers. Turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. Come on, I got to get out of this. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. Look what the Bible says. It says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We shouldn't be ignorant of how Satan operates. Come on, say amen to that. And so as we see the Lord thin the ranks of Gideon, it is not because he does not want him to win, nor is it because he wants to make a more difficult, make it more difficult, but all the all-wise God knows the formula for victory through the supernatural. And God's formula for victory through the supernatural is togetherness. Why do you think Satan fight marriage so hard? Why do you think he fight unity in the home? Why do you think he try to keep mess in the church? Because he understands that a kingdom divided, it ain't going to stay. He understands that a house, now listen, we're talking about vision for moving forward. So I'm not just talking about this church. I'm talking, to, and we're not smart enough to put the fires out. We get on his side and help the division. So we disempower ourselves by keeping the argument longer than what it's supposed to. By putting out the contention, not putting out the contention when it starts. By harboring unforgiveness in our heart too long. When God has given us an amazing principle of togetherness. Now watch this. The, this, this satanic barrier to corporate togetherness. Uh, number one is uh, fear is a barrier. Notice in Gen Judges 3, let me go through these real quick. Judges 3, uh, Judges 7, 3, uh, uh, those who were afraid were dismissed. What, did God, what was God doing? He was removing the barrier of togetherness. The number two, flesh is a barrier. When he took them to the water, it was about removing those who were only willing to please their flesh. <laughs> That's Judges chapter 7, verse 5. See, flesh is always an unwilling participant in spiritual affairs, and it must be ruled. N number three, fainting is a barrier. 
He got rid of those who would give out in the fight. And then number four, focus is a barrier. Those who have a foreign agenda. God had to get them out of the way. Come on, say a foreign agenda. So let's, let's, let, let's deal with this last point. Let's deal with this last point. Got good time. Let's talk about the breakthrough power of our togetherness because togetherness has breakthrough power. Say that. Togetherness has breakthrough power. So, so the dynamic principle of corporate togetherness, when, uh, when units become one in the sight of God and access power, benefits, and blessings not available to the units alone. What, the, come, watch this. When units become one in the sight of God, they access power and benefits and blessings that are not available to the unit alone. That's Deuteronomy chapter 32 and 30. It says, how should one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? Woo, that's so good. Now, now we, you think about this, uh, this synergism story. They talk about a horse uh, that by itself, it can pull 7,000 pounds. But if you were to take that one horse and couple that horse with another horse, watch this, it goes from 7,000 to 28,000 pounds that two could pull. So notice the one by itself is only able to pull 7,000, but together, together, they take that power and they, they is that quadruple? One, one, tri- what is that? Triple. They triple. Seven times three is 28. They triple. Is that 21? And four more is four. So what is this? Four is what? Quadruple. I said quadruple, didn't I? I was right. Okay, 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 okay. Quadruple it. I thought I was right. Okay. They, 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 they quadruple two horses. Do you see that? So imagine what we could do if we all got on one accord. Now, now imagine one spouse pulling. But imagine what would happen if the other spouse come and pull too. You've got to see this now. And I don't want to stop right here. See, the Bible says God has given unto us uh, great and precious promises that by these you may be partakers of his divine nature. But the promises come from activation of principles. And so this is an amazing principle. Listen to me carefully. That the world is using and the church is ignoring. And they're doing it so well that they're able to take off on Sunday. And, and I'm going back to my favorite restaurant. And, and not saying I'm going to eat that a day, but I'm just saying, well, I can't eat that a day. Because they put God first. So we can't eat that. And they're in major arenas that are open on Sunday for the most part. Football stadiums, you get what I'm saying? Basketball games. And they still said, we know that we can make amazing money on that day but we're still going to put God first. And not only us, every restaurant, if you become a franchiser, you cannot be open because it's yours. And because that day is honored, because of that togetherness, they still remain. As a matter of fact, something about Chick-fil-A, because I'm studying them out very intently, that they don't even compare them to what we would assume to be their natural competitors, which would like be McDonald's, Burger. No, they compare them to Longhorns. They're putting them beside restaurants. They're so good. So even in this togetherness, it is causing them to operate above their competitors, putting them in a whole nother bracket of competition. Are you listening? Are you hearing this? Imagine if you would just get together with God. You just get on one accord with your life, your personal life with God. Jesus never lost. He accomplished every victory and everything that showed up in his life. He was able to overcome it because he said, Father, we're one. We're one. I got this together and this working all the time. And as long as me and you together, I know this is the victory that overcometh the world. Let's close this out. Let's close this out. Um, and so, watch this. Do, uh, um, when, units, when units work together as one, God no longer looks at them individually, but as the one-man unit which God honors. Number three, the story of the four men bringing the one man to Jesus illustrates the power of the one man's faith. That's in Mark chapter 2. Remember, they brought the man to Jesus. They couldn't get close to Jesus because people all crowd around the house. The Bible says they went up on the roof and tore the roof off and let the man down. And the Bible says when Jesus looked up, he saw the man. He said, thy faith 
have made thee whole. Now watch this now. And so, and so we talk about um, they, they moved, watch this, these four men, they moved from discouragement to determination because they had oneness in mind. And then they moved from disappointment to delight because they had one. They made up their mind, we're going to get to Jesus. We did not come this far. We're going to get to Jesus. And so we're going to go to a place that no one, ain't nobody on the roof. And then they say, like we used to say back in the day, they tore the roof off the sucker. We're going to find our way to get up in here. And they got their friend healed. Their togetherness got their friend healed. Now, you got to think about the faith that he had to have in their togetherness. Because he can't move, he in the bed. And then that bed turns out, he's like, what y'all doing? Boy, hush, we, we about to get you to Jesus. So he got to trust their togetherness to get him up on the roof. And then he got to trust in their togetherness to, to let him down in the middle of the stage. See, Michael Jackson wasn't the first person to come down out the air. Yeah, just a little joke, joke. Some, some of y'all too young. Y'all don't remember the beat it concert, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. Okay, I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this. <laughs> Where I'm at on my notes. Where I'm at my And so, let, listen, the demonstrated, let her be the demonstrated power of our corporate togetherness is found in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. I'm going to go through this real quick. Uh, Matthew 18 and 19 says this. Again, I say unto you that if any two of you shall agree on earth, there it is, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Woo, say thank you, Jesus. And so the potential of our together, togetherness is witnessing. The Great Commission is a corporate calling built on individual commitment and conviction. Throughout Scripture, the mandate to minister the gospel is a generational calling and none are excluded. Listen to this. Supernatural things happen when the corporate man begins to witness church growth as a corporate man effort. Supernatural things begin to happen. So come on, say supernatural things begin to happen. And so watch this. The 70 experienced the power of togetherness in Luke 10 and 19. The Bible says, and the 70 returned saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us through thy name. And then the spirit field experienced the power of togetherness in Acts chapter 2, right? The Bible says, watch this. Listen, they were in one place on one accord. That's togetherness. And suddenly a sound from heaven. So that means that if we come to the house of the Lord all with expectation and we all would get on one accord in the worship moment, we can experience some and suddenlies. But the problem is we have people come just to look around. No, 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 no. We don't want you looking around. We want you to get in together with us because we have an expectation for something to show up. Come, come on. Oh, how many of y'all, ooh, my time. Uh, how many of y'all ever been to a concert? Like, it, well, I'm telling my like, I went to an LL Cool J concert one time, right? And I'm down at the Mobile Civic Center. And I promise you to God, I swear, I thought I saw that building moving. I ain't lying. When that joker said, throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Everybody, everybody just, right? And I, I thought the building was doing it too. Like, wow, how, how's the building getting involved with this? How that big old dome moving? But why it was this togetherness, man, that just put something in the atmosphere. At a basketball game, when, when they want their team to win, everybody stand up and everybody get to moving and get to shouting. And something comes out of their favorite play. It was there all the time. But the togetherness of the crowd pulls something out of the player. And Michael Jordan becomes Air Jordan. All because of the corporate togetherness of the crowd. What would happen if we all got together and start shouting Jesus? Woo! Can you imagine that? Let's close this out. Let's close this out. Let's close this out. Y'all ain't excited about this togetherness, man. I'm, I'm excited about this. Come on. Oh, so, so, so. Um. Although we know that working together on one accord will yield tremendous benefits and blessings, we're easily distracted from the value of this principle. I'm done. I'm done. We forfeit the power of unity and agreement, listen, because we lose focus. It has been scientifically proven that you will eventually move in the direction of your focus. 
And that's why it's so important. I, I, as I was preparing for this message and just kind of ruminating over this message in my mind, I saw so clearly, man, how Satan works tirelessly to keep a body of people, a marriage, a single mom, single dad, businesses, corporations, how he works tirelessly to keep this principle, this principle, this principle from working. And let me tell you why. It's very easy. It is the only principle in the Bible where the Bible says God, listen at this, has commanded blessings to it. Now you got to catch that. Oh my God, you got to catch that, man. If you never, if you didn't hear anything I said, you needed to hear that. It is the only principle in the Bible where the Bible says there are blessings that come out of all principles. But to this one principle, God said he commanded blessings to it. You ever notice that when things start out, it'd be like, hi. You know why? It'd be that principle being exercised. But once that thing get to working and people settle back in their own feelings and their own mindset and their own thoughts about it, you'd be like, why are they moving like it used to move? Because Satan has found a way to usurp or insert some division in there so we're not on one accord. But it's the, it's the, the togetherness. It's the one-man principle when it's exercise. So husband and wife teams don't even have to go get an extra job. All they got to do is get together. All they got to do is get together. You get together. The Bible says God has already commanded blessings to that. All, the, all we got to do is get together. God said we're going to do it debt free. Praise the Lord. We're going to do it debt free. How? Debt free. Anybody ask how? Debt free. How? Debt free. That's in everybody's mouth. How? Debt free. Where you going? 2100 Universal Book. Where you going? Y'all still like that? 2100 Universal Book. Y'all still like that? Cutting about 2100 Universal Boulevard. Because the Bible says God commands blessings. We'll close this principle out on next week. I just really want y'all to get this, man. I, I, don't, I, don't, I not only want you to get it for this house, I want you to get it for your home because God wants to do something amazing in your home. It ain't just about the church. It's about your life too. God want to do something amazing. In, God want to show off through you. And the way he does it is through togetherness. If you were just, if you're single, if you just get on one accord with God, he say, man, I'm a, I show myself off through you so strong. Let's pray. Father, help us, help us have this togetherness in Jesus' name. And if there's anything in our hearts um, that, that is bringing disruption, disturbance, um, division to what we are a part of, God, we release it right now. We pray that you will strengthen our hearts and give us the words that we need to settle it. Or if it just simply needs to be removed or dismissed from our hearts, Father, we pray that you strengthen us now in Jesus' name. We put it under the blood and that your anointing would destroy that yoke and remove that burden. And we settle our hearts to be and stand in one accord with your vision and your plan for our lives individually, for our families, and for our church. And so, Father, we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we boldly declare that we are of the new breed of turned-on believers who walk by faith and not by sight, and we choose to win in life, and we give you glory for it. Thank you for this revelation of the one man and, and the principle of togetherness, Father. And we activate it, Lord, not only in this church but in our lives so that we can see the commanded blessings that you promised in your word to send to it. We receive it by faith, and we call it done in Jesus' name. Way every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I want to um, give you the opportunity to surrender your lives to Christ Jesus. You may not be saved, or you may have even fallen from grace, maybe in a backslidden state, and you need to repair your relationship with God. I'm talking to you today, and I want to give you that opportunity as well. Whether you're in person or you're watching us online, Make that choice to receive Christ as your Savior. Repent of your sins and move away from your backslidden ways. You say, how do I do that, Pastor? It's very simple. If you will repeat this prayer after me, I'm going to get you to confess Romans 10, 9, and 10. The Bible says that with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It's so simple. Jesus did all the hard parts so that you and I could do the simple work. And that is our confession of faith and believing that what he did on the cross 
His burial and his resurrection was enough to save us from a lost and dying world. If you will say this after me, Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost today. I repent of my sins and I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior. And I make you the Lord of my life. Come into my heart and save me. Root out everything that's not like you. Be the king of my life, the ruler of my heart. Thank you for saving me now. In your precious name, amen and amen. Well, just like that, you are saved, and I want to welcome you to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Today is your spiritual birthday. Glory to God. Now, we want to help walk this life out with you because it can be challenging at times. Salvation, you are saved, you are being saved, and ultimately you will be saved in Christ's return. And we want to help you out with that being saved because salvation is also a journey. And so will you please go to rightwayccc.org forward slash next steps. And we want, uh, there's some videos there. We also want to get your name, some information from you. One of my team members, and we're going to reach out to you uh, to help go over what just transpired in your life on today and then give you some tools uh, that are so very important that will help you along this life journey that you are now a part of. Again, congratulations. Welcome to the body of Christ, and we pray God's best for you. We look forward to hearing from you in Jesus' name. If also, if you'd like more information about Right Way, that platform is the same place you can go to get information about this amazing church whether you want to join or anything that you like to know about the church rightwayccc.org forward slash next steps you can get all that information there one more time can we put our hands together for those who chose to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life congratulations and bless you on today hallelujah well it's harvest time yes this is the opportunity for us to worship God in our giving I want to encourage you I know sometimes we come to church and we've already made up our minds what we want to give but have you asked God Have you talked to the Father and and sought God and what he wants to receive as a worship offering from him on today? That's right. God wants to get involved with our giving. Amen. And so I want to encourage you to take some time. I'm going to pray. I think that we all should take that time and talk to God and, and see what offering he wants to accept and receive from us. And then all we have to do is obey God. Come on, somebody say obey God. What type of giver does God love? God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I want to give you scripture to what I just said. The Bible says, uh, as he has purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. Now, think about that scripture for a moment. As he has purposed in his heart, if the he was absolute, meaning you, why would then the scripture have to turn around and ask you to do it, not grudgingly or of necessity? If I decided on what amount I want to give, I'm not grudgingly about that. And I'm not, it's not a necessity. I already thought about it. I believe that he in that scripture is God. God telling you what to give and then God saying, all right, now don't be grudging about it and smile when you do it because I like a cheerful giver. Then he comes back and say, because I'll make all grace abound towards you so that you'll have all sufficiency in all things. So don't think that what you're, what's leaving you won't come back. When it comes back, it's going to come back. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. I'm going to cause men to give into your bosom. Now you can't have good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over just because you confess it. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to confess it. You activate it by giving. Praise the Lord. You know, a believer never has to ask for more money. All they got to do is give. It's an automatic principle that if you give, it will be given back is what the Bible says. Amen. So sometimes we're praying for stuff that we just need to activate. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So if you're in service and you need an envelope, if you will lift your hands in the air like I'm doing, the usher will uh, give you an envelope. And for all the rest of us who are giving electronically, we have several ways you can give. You can go to uh, rightwayccc.org. That's our website. And click on the Give tab and follow. uh, It will lead you and guide you in in how to give. You can also go to Givelify, download that app on your phone, amazing way to give. Or you can... um, use in-service envelopes. Amen. So let's bless our offerings, whether you're using your phone or you have an envelope. Will you lift that over your heads and let's make our confession. Say, Father, I am a giver and a tither, and your word declares that when I give, it is given to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will men give into my bosom. I am blessed to live and blessed to give. The Abrahamic covenant is on my life and I activate it through my giving. I command my seed to go, grow, 
multiply in Jesus' name, amen and amen. For those of you that are giving in service with envelopes, on your way out, there will be an usher at the door with a receptacle, and you can drop it in there at that time. Praise the Lord. Will y'all give Pastor Emma a hand? Hallelujah. Bless you, baby. Amen, amen, amen. There we are. All right. First of all, I want to say if you are in service today and you want to join or you need prayer, we have a powerful prayer team that is capable of sending a prayer out for you. So we want you to go to the Next Steps desk in the lobby and someone can meet you there and they can pray with you and come in agreement with you today. Also, if you are a first-time visitor, we need you to text RWCCVIP to 71441 so we can send you a special gift. And also this week, ladies, it's ladies' night out. Amen, amen. Paint and sip lemonade is this Friday at 7 p.m. I'm super excited, and I pray that you've already registered. If you have not, I'm encouraging you to do so right away. Just text ladies' night to 71441. Um, if you would, we need you to go ahead and do that before Thursday because we're going to do some personalized um paintings uh, this Friday and so we want to make sure that everything is prepared and set up for you um, for Friday so go ahead and register if you haven't done so because spots are limited also today after service we need some men after our 1030 service we need some men to help us move chairs and tables to help us prepare for Friday and that's again after 1030 service today also right way students if you notice our teens are not in, in the building they should be already down there at one way and service starts at 10.30, and the doors open at 9.45. So if, if you haven't seen it, we may have a, uh, an open house one day so you can see all of the changes that have taken place in one way because I was kind of jealous. I wanted to go down there and have service down there with them. But it's amazing. Um, also, don't forget that the prayer line is open today from 12 to 1 p.m. All you need to do is call 251-461-6314 to connect with one of our prayer counselors. If you would, come on, let's stand on your feet. And we're going to um, do our building confession. Amen. Now, I want y'all to say this because we're, we're right around the corner. Say right around the corner. And I'm not just talking about physically. We're right around the corner spiritually. We're going to get over there to 2100 North University Boulevard. Amen. Amen. Real soon. Amen. So let's do our building confession. Let's, let's go. Father God, we're in faith and in great expectation of the assignment that you've called us to for our new worship centers, school, and business facilities. We receive by faith that it will be beautiful, excellent, first class, and built in no time. We have favor with engineers, architects, contractors, and city officials. We are skillful in building, just like you gave Noah, Moses, and David the spiritual intelligence, finances, and support to build. We receive the same for our building assignment. We will not pay full price. Every bid will be fair and low with no lack of excellence or quality. Our facility will have the best this world has to offer in it. Every worker that touches our project will give their very best as you anoint their hands for the work of our new facility. They have a heart to see it finished and completed ahead of time. Our contractors have a keen insight of our building project and the foreknowledge to correct any pitfalls that may occur. Thank you, Father, for church grounds that will unify families, build lives, aid and beautify the community, employ the gifts and talents of people, educate a generation, and advance the kingdom of God. We receive and believe it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's seal that with a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this service today. We thank you for the rich word that's been sown into our hearts, Father God, that it will spring up and grow and activate in our lives, Father God. And we just thank you and we just speak your word over this week, Father God, that it will be a productive week, a week of favor, a week of blessings, Father God, a week of open doors. And Father, we just thank you that as we depart from this place, that your grace and your angels are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a great week. One, one last thing before we leave, I want to ask you to be in prayer. You know, our student pastor, Pastor Corey, is running for District 1 City Council. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have, we have an amazing opportunity to get kingdom people in political positions. Come on, say kingdom people in political positions. That is the will of God. So be praying for Pastor Corey, his team this week, and uh, get out and vote. Amen. All right. Love you all. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing week.
for tuning into our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thank you for listening.